In this episode, we talk about a decision-making tool used by airlines to make better decisions. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. So the tool that we're talking about in today's episode is called T-Dodar, and that is a funny word, but it actually is an acronym. It stands for Time, Diagnosis, Options, Decide, Assign, and Review. And what I want to do in this episode is go through each of these and give you some appropriate questions to ask yourself for each one. The purpose of this framework and the purpose of this episode is to teach you a better way to make decisions, especially when you are under a lot of pressure. So this is something that you can apply to your decision making when it comes to work, when it comes comes to uh, your personal relationships, your personal life, and anything that has high stakes, this is going to be a, an extremely useful tool for moving through it and at least improving your odds of making the right decision. Of course, we can't make the right decision all the time, but we can improve the odds by having really solid processes and really solid frameworks for helping us through that decision-making process. So let's go through the T-Dodar framework. And like I said, this is used primarily in the aviation industry. Uh, It's used by pilots when something is wrong with the plane. This is oftentimes employed when lives are on the line. And so if it's good for that scenario, I'm willing to bet that your life could use it as well. So let's dive into it. The T in T-Dodar stands for time. And this is essentially how much time has passed since this thing has happened, or how much time do we have left until this thing has happened. Now, in the actual framework, it's primarily focused on the until part. So you picture a plane, it's going into a nosedive. How much time do we have until we hit the ground? In our personal lives, this is obviously less intense for for most of us, I would assume. And so what we need to be looking at is how much time until the consequences of blank or how much time has passed since this thing occurred. And in our, our, our work, this might be something like how much time until the meeting that we have or how much time since this assignment was given to us has passed. By asking these questions, we allow ourselves to get a little bit more realistic about the situation we find ourselves in, which is going to be critical for the next phase of this framework, which is to diagnose. So diagnosing, uh, the key question here is what happened and why? So you have two key questions, what happened and why? We need to understand in this stage what is causing the problem, what went wrong, what might go wrong, why is it going wrong, or why might it go wrong? If we can start to better understand this, and of course, we might not actually know. We might not fully understand what happened. However, we do need to start putting together hypotheses. We need to think about what the situation is and make educated guesses about what happened 
and why. And if we can get a running list of these educated guesses, it gives us a solid place to start when testing and figuring out what it is we need to do. So this diagnosis stage doesn't have to be, for most of us, doesn't have to be 100% accurate. It does, however, need to be informed, and it does need to be based in the reality of the situation we have. And this will also give us the ability, now that we understand uh, from that time stage, we understand how much time is left or how much time has passed, we can give ourselves better odds of figuring out which of our hypotheses are correct by adding a little bit of time pressure and removing the things that are very clearly wrong because we have limited time to work in. So that's the first D in TDODAR. The third step is to look at what our options are. And the key question here is what can we do about it? So we've got our understanding of how much time is available to us. We understand now what some of the possible reasons for this issue might be and why. Now we need to look at what can we actually act on. And this question is critical because it allows us to filter out the things that don't have any real shot of working or that we don't have a real shot of doing properly. It gives us the opportunity to look at with the amount of time we have available to us, what can we actually act on given that limitation, not to mention the other limitations of do I have the clearance to do this thing? Do I need to get permission from someone else? How long will it take to get permission? Does someone else who's not a part of this need to be involved in any way? And how long do we need to uh, include them? Because we've got this time limitation, we allow ourselves the opportunity to build real working possibilities that we can actually employ and look at. And that's what the options stage is all about. Now, the fourth step is to decide. It's to look at all of the options, look at the hypotheses we've put down, look at the time that we have available to us, and decide on a course of action. And of course, we want this to be as informed and as good a choice as we can make. If we go back to where this originated, you're the pilot and you've got people's lives on your hand. If you choose the wrong path here, that doesn't necessarily spell danger, but you may only have a limited amount of options to be able to actually follow through on and make decisions around. And so you want to make sure you are prioritizing the thing that makes the most sense and that is the most achievable given the time constraints that we have. You focus your efforts there. And so the key question here is not what can we do anymore. Now the key question is what will we do? What is it that we're going to commit to moving forward on? And then once we have that, the next stage is to assign. So who is going to do what? And what we need to understand here is, first of all, are we the only person making this decision and who are involved in this decision? If so, then the assignment process is to make ourselves do the thing. If there are other people involved, then we need to make sure we're assigning tasks properly and we're giving people the roles that they're best suited to fill in for. If we can do that, we not only minimize the amount of time spent figuring things out, but we also minimize the amount of time spent thinking through, should I be doing this or not? How does this relate to this? This other thing needs to also be done. Should I just go over and do that? 
if we take the time to actually assign roles properly and we all agree on what needs to be done, what the plan of action is, then we actually save time in the long run because of the lack of confusion. So make sure you don't skip that assignment piece. And then the last step of TDODAR is to review. Oftentimes, the first decision that you decide on, the first path of action you choose to go with is not actually the right solution, but it does give us information. And so as long as we've kept the amount of time we have available to us in the back of our minds throughout this whole process, we should be able to properly figure out whether or not this is the right direction quickly and change plans if that's not the right direction. So we can go back to our hypotheses, we can go back to our options and make a a newly educated guess as to what it is we have available to us. So that's the T-Dodar framework. And this, like I said, comes from a space that uh, is often life or death, but is highly applicable when it comes to our regular everyday lives as well. The decisions we need to make often feel like there is an enormous amount of pressure on them. And if we can keep this framework in mind and go through the process as we make those decisions, we'll more often make the right decisions and feel at the very least more confident about the decisions that we make. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here. If you haven't already, if you're listening to this episode, find the podcast on YouTube. Just tap the link in the description of this episode. I'd love to connect with you there, and I'd love to get your comments on this framework and whether or not you think you're going to use it. Or if you have a different decision-making framework, there's a ton of them. If you have a different one that you want to hear more about or you just want to share, leave that in the comments as well. I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you for being here. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.